Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Rule of Two. As always, I am your host, Chris. And I'm your co-host, Clarissa. This past Thursday, we got a two-episode premiere of the new Kenobi series. And we're just going to dive right into it because there's a lot that happened. First and foremost, what did you think? I love that we got the two episodes early. That was a nice surprise. Not everybody had to wait till midnight or even later just to get the episodes we got them a little early so it was a nice little surprise yeah it's nice not having a wait till 3 a.m and then you're <laughs> in bed by 5 a.m so that was definitely nice the show started off really quick we got a order 66 flashback and i guess watching the episode it made me think if one of the younglings was reva in that flashback and Maybe that's her whole thing, how she ties into this story with Kenobi. And then from there, you see the Inquisitors going on to Tatooine. And I thought they looked great. I thought the Inquisitors looked very intimidating. I love their costumes. People were complaining about maybe the Grand Inquisitor and his makeup a bit. But overall, I thought, I thought they looked very good. Well, Fifth Brother to me looked awesome. They all did, really. But... Um... Yeah, I know Order 66 flashbacks were bound to happen, but to have it as an opening scene really set the tone. I mean, that's where we really leave off with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, so just to pretty much start where we last saw him um, made sense, but it was, it was an interesting way to, to start the series. I'm just glad we finally got live action uh, clone troopers they've all been like cgi for the most part so live action clone troopers is awesome to me and i'm sure we'll get more of that with everything coming out but i i've been seeing some complaints about um the character reva but i think she's badass you know she's scary she's right to the point you know they're interrogating the people on tatooine and that that bar cantina she throws a dagger right at the guy and and um Benny Safdie had to use the force just to stop it. And shout out to Benny Safdie. That's awesome that he's in the show, too, as well. Honestly, I forgot that he was going to be in it. And it was a nice reminder, a nice surprise to see him right out the gate. But same, I think Reba was very intimidating. She looks uh, young for her age, for sure. But I think she's an amazing actress. She really, I mean, she was scaring me. So I thought she was great. Yeah, definitely wouldn't mess with her. And just kind of really setting the tone of how she's going to play in with Kenobi and you wonder why why is she so determined to get him when it seems like her quest is a little different than the other inquisitors the other inquisitors are just just kind of strictly hunting down jedi but with her she's very focused just on Kenobi and finding him well at first i was thinking it was more like she just had she was very ambitious like she just wanted to be the better inquisitor or right. she wanted to you know outdo everyone else and like really she's a real go-getter you know like really trying to hunt for kenobi the big like jedi that everyone's been looking for for all these years and then you kind of learn through uh her scene with the fifth brother that she's trying she's trying to gain back what she's owed from kenobi so right then and there pretty much connects to that opening scene and 
how we all probably think it will, it will play out that she used to be a young Padawan. Maybe she feels like Obi-Wan owes her by not protecting her and other kids of younglings at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, telling, telling but, Jedi not to return to the temple during Order 66, maybe felt abandoned. That she felt owed by him by not, not being protected and letting her and her you know fellow younglings being killed off. So her turning to the Inquisitors and now hunting her own her own kind and hunting down Jedi, but like with a really, with a much more intense hatred for them because she just didn't feel protected as a kid, makes a lot more sense that that's how it ends up playing out. Yeah, it also kind of makes me think of Vader's part in it. You know, if he knows if um, she's kind of acting this way and um, strictly going for Kenobi, or if it was him that told her to you know, try to get Kenobi. I know he's alive to go after him and maybe not the Grand Inquisitor and the other Inquisitors because, yeah, they just totally seem on different paths. So I feel like maybe Vader is the one he knows that she has a hatred. Yeah, orchestrating it. Exactly, yeah. So that that I'm very curious to see as the series goes on to see more about that. I mean, he even says it too, Grand Inquisitor, that her abilities gave her station, so they were not Force-sensitive, but she is. And mm-hmm. so who knows what kind of lies and kind of tales that Vader could be spewing into his Inquisitors who are possibly possibly Force-sensitive, saying how the Jedi let them down, the Jedi didn't protect them, the Jedi were not there and, like, turned on all of them, and making the Inquisitors that much more hateful towards Jedi, especially those who are Force-sensitive, to know that they were like you and they turned their backs. I want to see more Inquisitors, you know, ever since Rebels and they're playing Rebels. It's just, they're so interesting. They, they're badass, they're cool, they're lightsabers, they can fly with them, everything. I, I just love, but I want to see more, kind of the backstory about Inquisitors also. I think something that's significant, um, although it's just a small line, it means a lot to the story and to the character. In, to the to Star Wars in whole, at least for the original trilogy, is when uh, Bail Organa is reaching out to Obi-Wan and asking him for his help to find Leia, and Obi-Wan continues to repeat himself that his duty is to Luke and to be there on Tatooine and watch over the boy. And for Bail to say, like, what about his sister? She's just as important as he is. I screamed out, exactly, like, she is. Like, what, what a statement there. So yes. small, but so mighty. And it's, it's so very true. Yes. Like, Luke is our main character because he predominantly shows his strength in the Force. Mm-hmm. And he learns who he is and, you know, fights his father and confronts his father. But Leia, although she's not fighting anybody with a lightsaber just yet mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, she is just as significant, just as important as Luke is. And she comes from the same blood, and she could serve such a big purpose, and she has in all these movies exactly. and the storyline. So for Obi-Wan, I know his place was there to watch over the child mm-hmm. because Leia was going to be cared for on Alderaan. It, I mean, maybe it isn't Obi-Wan's responsibility even to look over either one of them. It's not his place, but it, it, just, it just feels right to have that said because Leia is just, just as important as Luke. I I feel people kind of forget that in a way, too. And you're absolutely right. And also, I feel maybe Obi-Wan is, he doesn't want to mess up again. He doesn't want to, like, he let down Anakin in a way. You know what I mean? Like, even when he was saying 
to Olin how, you know, we had an agreement, Luke has to be trained. And then he's like, oh, like, have you trained his father? And that was like, that was like the meme going around before <laughs> the show even happened. It's just like, oh, what a burn, you know? But yeah, I feel like in a way he doesn't want to mess up again and risk anybody's life. And he's not the same Jedi he was. So I feel any other circumstance before what happened, definitely, he would have definitely helped out. But yeah, he's broken and he's hurt. So maybe he just... He doesn't want the responsibility. He doesn't want to hurt anybody else. I, I, that's what I feel is his pain is, and how hurt he is because he loved and cared so much that it like it didn't lead to his downfall, but it sure didn't help. And it did not things did not end the way he wanted them to. And he just like lost those he loved. And I think it's I think it's a great point that even Reva makes that the Jedi will hunt themselves because they just can't help it. I think Obi-Wan wish he could help it and wish he could just stay away and not, right. you know, be hurt again and lead anyone to their, uh, to their untimely death or their demise. But it's true, like, just the Jedi thing. It's just the Jedi way to help. And ultimately, he does. I mean, he is called upon and he yeah. really is uh, hesitant, but Obi-Wan can't help himself he yeah. he needs to help his old friend he needs to help the daughter of the ones he used to love and care for and he goes and he digs up his lightsaber oh. and anakin's lightsaber. oh my god chills <laughs> i i knew it was kind of coming when he started digging and he was looking for the lightsaber just to see the two lightsabers together and they've been in the sand in the box for what 10 years oh my god instant chills like oof and you know what the thing about obi-wan i've said it a thousand times i think obi-wan out of all star wars characters has been through the most the most shit you know what i mean like part of my language but he's been through it but like through it all he still found a way to stay on the light side he found a way to still try to do right and not let that overtake him well, like Maul. Maul's been been through his fair share. Well, and, uh, yeah. Well, he let his hatred uh, take two, <laughs> two different uprisings, though. He was, you know, kidnapped as a child <laughs> and kind of raised to be like that. But I guess more like um, Anakin in a way where he um, couldn't prevent that. But it didn't even happen yet, and he was already turning. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, like, Obi-Wan has been through it. Like, chill out, but... Yeah, I don't know. He just, he can't help but to do the right thing and help out. And that's why he's my favorite. I just, I love that. And it's just, it's, it's awesome. But yeah, him, him getting those two lightsabers. Oof, what a great, what a great kind of ending. And him going on the ship and he's like, well, are you coming? And then he like looks up with his hood. And it's funny because we were watching it and we were just like, he's totally a Jedi. Like, how do people not recognize that he's a Jedi. He's, he's a Jedi. Like, look at him. If I saw him walking around. Yeah, if you're a Tatooine just <laughs> doing your thing, like all moisture farmers or whatever, you're just like, um... No one else around here looks like that guy. <laughs> that guy's definitely a Jedi. Um, yeah. Inquisitors, did you check this dude? Literally is a Jedi. I saw tweets about that same, that same argument that he tries to become a normal person but continues to dress like a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> he just know, looks yeah. like one. Well, 
you got the the new outfit, the blue one, like I guess his working outfit, whatever you want to call it. But I think that looks cool. He looks great. But yeah, that's the ending of episode one is a nice transition to episode two. I think the first episode was obviously a huge call to action. It really set the story up clearly. We know now the mission he's about to go on and eventually how he how it's going to intersect with uh, Vader, Inquisitors, and whatnot. But we've already had such great themes set and a tone set. I mean, I think there's a lot of this idea of wasted potential. Obi-Wan just no longer becoming a Jedi or not no longer being a Jedi. And he just, you lose all this potential of like helping people because he just wants to yeah. hide it away and not do anything with it. Uh, Reba as well, what, if it's true that she was a, a young Padawan, yeah. the potential in her to have become a great Jedi, but after Order 66 not being protected and really feeling let down by the Jedi, becoming an Inquisitor. So weight of potential with the force that she has. And then Luke as well, you know? Whether at the time being we didn't know right, what yeah. was going to happen to him in New Hope, but at the time being, it's is he going to become just a regular folk and live a regular life with his uncle and his aunt, mm -hmm. or would Obi Wan go and train him? Like the, he has the potential because of who his father was. So there's this theme of destiny almost of like who am I supposed to be versus maybe who I'm going to really end up being. Right. Also, a theme of maybe fear, you know, in a way, just how people respond to tragedy and bad things happening, whether they overcome it or if they stop themselves from doing it. So it's very true. And that's only in the first episode, really. So, but we get in episode two, we get the new city, the planet uh, Dayu. It's very cool, very Blade Runner esque. Nice, nice grimy bounty hunters you get some spice dealers in there too it's a nice change of pace which is very exciting looks cool looks great which played by uh ewan mcgregor's daughter right yeah 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 which, how funny <laughs> to play it's a play opposite yeah. your daughter and you're talking about i had a dad one there yeah i lost my daughter looking for her. like what a what a cool scene to have shot with your dad also we got a little cameo from uh tomorrow morrison playing a little a clone trooper. A clone trooper begging for money. Definitely during the premiere, it was like, oh my god, Rex. And then yeah. it was like, oh, okay, like, not Rex. Yeah, I saw the helmet. I'm just like, I don't think that's Rex, but that could have been part of, like, 501st. You know, maybe he was with Anakin or whatever happened. Like, whatever happened, uh, it was just, that's awesome for them to add in. Especially, you know, he's filming all this Book of Boba Fett stuff, and maybe we'll play some Commander Cody. So to add him in there, it's like, yeah, why not? Like, definitely. Like, that was a great little cameo. That was a great spot, definitely. Well, also we get introduced to a new character played by Kumal Nanjani, and he's impersonating a Jedi, and he's hysterical. You know, he has that humor aspect to a very sad story. So that's, that was funny to watch. I do, I do love my humor in Star Wars, whether it's very subtle and it's just a good character that can really deliver and not in a cringy way either, because sometimes no, it could be, yeah. but he is just hilarious as an actor. So I really liked his placement. It wasn't over the top. It was mm -hmm. um, just enough to make it funny, but also move the story along and like not be like wasteful. So I thought that was really cool. Well, I wanted to ask you too, also, like going with the story and everything that's happened, 
I think a lot of people wanted kind of like a darker, upsetting, more sad series, but so far it hasn't been that way. So how do you, how do you feel about that? I had sort of the same expectation, or at least I was setting myself up for that. Um, I know a lot of people were thinking, man, we're really excited about this show that's just going to be Kenobi like sad. And that's true. I mean, he has been through a lot. We've already touched on that. But it's nice to see that the the tone and like the pace is already set to be like, yes, he's been through a lot, but he just can't help but to be a Jedi and do what's right, which is really cool. And I think it's going to be a nice blend of both tragedy and past, a dark past and you know, how it, how you could be sad from past events, but not dwell on it. And it's what you do with it, and it's what you do with what you've been through. And it's all about who you continue to be through it all, because you could see Anakin was went through it and lost his way and was blinded by, by selfishness and grief and sadness and fear and led him to the dark side. But Obi-Wan being the perfect example of, going through it all but yet still mm-hmm. finding the light as you said and he is showing ju- is showing exactly who he is already in this show right i i agree i didn't think the tone would be too dark i mean one it's it's disney plus so it's not gonna <laughs> be like anything crazy but also most of the tragedies that we've seen that happen to obi-wan we've seen already so we'll get those glimpses of it we'll get dark tones every now and then with either flashbacks or maybe meetings with vader you know we'll get every now and then but i didn't think it would be too dark of a series i mean it is a dark time for sure because the jedi are both gone and just being hunted it's the rise of the empire still Mm -hmm. it's um nearing their highest point you know to the the fact that they're on the verge eventually to having the death star so they're just up and coming and up and coming. Um, but like you said, it's Disney Plus, so I don't think the themes are going to get that dark. Because, yeah, people um, are expecting some crazy Benny Seth, Benny Safdie's character being hung up very yeah, nicely, like, but yeah, not, nicely hung up, not yeah. by the neck or anything. Exactly. So it's like, uh, I yeah. would hope not, because kids are watching this. Well, Reva just straight up sliced that uh, that girl's arm off like out of nowhere. Her like, hand. She's like, that was pretty severe. Yeah, I, I thought that pretty, was pretty intense. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I'm like, oh, they even showed the hand coming off. All right. We see it in Empire and in, in other films, but it's not as brutal and not so realistic as what they can do with it today. <laughs> right, and plus it's Star Wars. Like, there's gonna be there's gonna be some humor in it. It's, it's gonna be and everyone's to gonna lose a hand. <laughs> You're bound to. You were definitely bound to a limb, any limb, really. But um, we're on this this new planet. That he goes through this this kind of space meth lab kind of thing. Which I think is funny. I mean, it's cool to see how, like, the spice is, like, made and distributed, you know? On different planets. Yeah. You know, they have the spice mines. Um, yeah, Felucian spice, yeah. So, you have, we were already introduced. We know of the elements of spice in all the galaxy. We have Poe, who used to be a spice runner. It's been talked about a lot. Definitely. More so than I thought it would be. It's definitely not an aspect of Star Wars we're unfamiliar with. It's just definitely a fun setting. But with in that same scene when Obi-Wan sneaks his way into that hallway, I had mentioned that this is kind of our first glimpse of Obi-Wan in hand-to-hand combat. We've definitely seen him be physical, obviously, in the years of him fighting, but uh, 
him not wielding a lightsaber, him now wielding blasters, which before used to be so uncivilized. So uncivilized. And yet he's using them. And his fist, which I think was also kind of a a joke when he punched and he was shaking yeah, his hand yeah, like yeah. it hurt. And then when he was punched, he was just like not taking it mm -hmm. out well because, well, he hasn't fought anybody. In yeah, January, very rusty. So yeah. I think it was fun to, to see that kind of action because it's definitely a type of action we've not seen in Star Wars films. Yeah, and at this point, he has his lightsaber, but he's not going to use it. He doesn't want to give himself away, so you just got to find other ways. And yeah, but like you said, all the things that he didn't enjoy, he's doing because he has to. And again, that character development and just how different he is than when we first saw him or last saw him. But um, once he gets Leia, it was I saw it was like a cool callback when. Um, they went to get the disguises, and she gets, like, this this green dress or whatever. And the gloves. And the gloves, of course. But, um, you know, they did, like, comparison pictures of her and Leia and Endor. And it was just, like, it's uncanny. Like, I, I feel that's very intentional. But it's just, like, wow. Like, that's that's Leia, you know? It's, it's Leia. That little girl just encapsulates everything that Leia was so i i just absolutely love her not to mention i just think she's so adorable i think she's really funny she's a great little actress her like timing and comedic relief like is is great i think she's really right. good um obi-wan telling her to pretend that he that she's his daughter and she's like granddaughter maybe yeah. I, I, she's just yeah, funny. yeah yeah and the actress i believe is only like eight or nine yeah she was playing a 10 year old yeah and she's doing a great job and anyone complaining that she's annoying she's a, she's a kid you know like what are you expecting like she's literally a 10 year old kid but she's doing great so far i love it i love the portrayal i know we mentioned it before but you know she's doing great and i another scene that i thought was kind of funny was um when his mugshot was sent out and all the bounty hunters are getting like the alerts and stuff, very John Wick. We were both saying that. I thought that was yeah. funny. We both had the exact same idea. I'm sure a lot yeah. of other people did as well. It's like, oh, very John Wick too. And all the bounty hunters are after him. Right, and he makes a face. He's like, oh, <laughs> that, that was very great. And then the Inquisitors come in and I think they look even better in the like a dark environment because you know, all the lights and buttons on their on their suits are glowing and they just look even meaner and tougher than with the red lightsabers. Oh, it just looks beautiful. I've, and we get to see this like continued rift between all the Inquisitors, the Grand Inquisitor as well, and Reva. She is just like going after this guy. She's just yeah. like after Obi-Wan, which again, later we'll find out whether Vader put her up to it, like himself, mm -hmm. like go after him and get him. Or she just really like, I want to do this to show Vader I'm the best Inquisitor plus Obi-Wan, you know, I've got a bone to pick with him because of, you know, Order 66 at the time. So can't wait to find out more about that. But um, I like this continued beef between them. The Grand Inquisitor is just like over her and I love it. Yeah, they're all over her and they're on the same team, but it's, it's fun to see. It's nice to see that, but she's kidnapping a Senator's kid <laughs> and they're like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? That's not part of the plan, but also, just for her to look at the records to see that Kenobi and Bail Organa had this, you know, relationship or whatever, and for her to be like, okay, well, I'm going to take his kid, and that'll draw in Kenobi. Like, that's, that's smart. As, as aggressive and very to the point she is, like, she is smart, too. Like, 
I tell you, that's very Thrawn of her. Oh, yeah. Very, very much so. Thrawn is just, he will dig and will find out, he'll learn. He's a very, 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 very smart character. So I just think he, like, learns what it is that makes you tick, what it is you love, where it is you come from, uh, who are those around you that you care for, and use it against you. So it's very uh, Thrawn, I thought, of her. Yeah, I do, too. But also, with all... With all of the bounty hunters, you know, going after them and chasing after them, you see a nice little blaster fight between the bounty hunters and Kenobi on that rooftop. And, like, you don't see that either. When was the last time you saw him fire a blaster with Grievous? That, you know, and he tosses it so uncivilized, you know. But that little blaster and that little blaster battle, and then Leia's, like, hopping over the roofs, and he's just like, Leia, like, stop, like, please. That, that was a great scene as well. And then finally, like, you see him dive in and use the Force when, you know, obviously he's going to catch her. But at first, he, he doesn't have it. And then finally, he gets her. And then it zooms in on his face and the music plays. He's like, oh, he's still got it. Like, it's coming back to him. After 10 years yeah. of being cut off from the Force or just, just not using it to that capacity for him to finally use it again. And, you know, it, all, all these events so far it just makes like the gears in my head turn as far as the leia we see in new hope Mm -hmm. so she uh as we all know calls out to obi-wan for his help to help her dad and them and their struggle against the empire and uh, she calls him obi-wan kenobi you know you're my only help but then when luke rescues her goes to rescue her and tells it tells her i'm here with ben kenobi she goes ben kenobi where is he? And runs off. So she knows the name Ben Kenobi, yeah. but from the instance of her being a child and the, was this Jedi friend of her father's who helped her when she was young. And maybe maybe no more after that, you know? Like, who knows? It could, yeah, the exactly. whole kidnapping scenario could be over in the next episode, and that's the last of it, because then I think, okay, well, she knows if it continues to go on, then Leia knows him for, like, a lot better. Mm-hmm. But it could be just this one instance, because Leia in every book or comic or Rebels episode or anything we've seen her in, she's come across a lot of people. She's come across Ezra. She's come yeah. across like all these different characters, but very for a very small amount of time. So at a young could, age too. And a young at a young age, so she could very well just know Ben Kenobi from the instance of that one time she was kidnapped as a kid. Because mm-hmm. that's very well something that could happen to Leia as a senator's child. Yeah, I'm very interested to see if we're going to continue to see her if the, it's going to shift more towards Luke's side if we're going to get like Luke's story in this at all so I, I mean I'm excited to see where it's going to go but the another line that made me emotional between I love first of all I love the banter between Obi-Wan and Leia like when her droid was broken he's just like don't make any noise out of that droid or whatever she's just like oh it's broken he's like good but then he like turns back and he's just like well, what happened there? You know, it's just, it's just great to see. And he can't be this mean standoffish guy. Like that's just not who he is. And I think they're already getting a great relationship once they trust each other. But um, the line that really got me was when he said that you remind me of someone. And then uh, she was fearless and stubborn like you were. And then, oh my God. And obviously he's referring to Padme, like her mom. And she's like, she's asking where she is and is no longer there. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I am too. And that, 
that killed me. That that just made me really emotional. You know, he carries that burden that he feels like it's on him and her mom is no longer there because he feels like it's his fault. It's definitely a different kind of emotion that is not something we're learning from, from the story we're watching unfold. It's something we already know. So we all yeah. already, as viewers, have, the, have those memories and have those emotions and have that pain from watching it unfold. And, I mean, Leia, as a little girl, doesn't know any of that. So when Obi-Wan refers to it, we all feel the pain he feels because we remember Padme also, and she reminds us of Padme. She reminds me a lot of Anakin as well. Just yeah. I'm sure that went into all of her acting and all of her references. Um, but yeah, it's just very, very emotional. It really is. Those, those little things they throw in. It just feels like fresh wounds, even though it's been a while. <laughs> I know. And again, we've seen the movies multiple times, but when something's brought up, it's just, wow, like, ugh, it still hurts, and it'll always hurt. My question was, in this same scene that unfolds after uh, Leia reminds Obi-Wan of Padme, Reva knows of their relationship, of Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship, so my question is, is she close with Vader to the point where Vader would have told her you know, I used to be Anakin, or how she knew he used to be Anakin, and how right. she knew Anakin and Obi-Wan, you know, had a relationship. Whether Obi-Wan was uh, was thinking that and feeling that, and through the Force, she can sense it, uh -huh. and saying, like, oh, you didn't know. Yes, Anakin Skywalker is alive. But, uh, my question is, how did she know all this about right, yeah. their relationship? And I'm sure she sensed it through his, like, revelation. But then, aside, like, that, all of that aside, just to see and almost feel the same thing Obi-Wan is feeling. Right. His first time realizing that Lord Vader, Anakin, is alive. Right. I mean, I figure it's his first time ever hearing the name Lord Vader. Well, uh, what did they... Maybe in Revenge of the Sith when he's watching the, the hologram, like, and then, uh, you know, Anakin doing his thing with the younglings, but... Also, he bows down to uh, Palpatine, and he calls him Lord Vader, so maybe, in a way, he knows about that, but, yeah, I don't know if, in the current time, he knows, like, about Lord Vader, whatever, doing his thing, so, I was also wondering that, like, uh, Reva's correlation with that all, I was, because she is a, a new character that we don't, we don't know her story and stuff, so, I, I was thinking maybe she was kind of, like, the odd person out of the other inquisitors and because that's what it seems to be portraying so far that she is like the odd person out but maybe vader sees that and she has the same hatred for kenobi that vader does so maybe this is all me speculating obviously nobody knows but i feel that okay like your focus is Kenobi, like, you bring him to me, that's who I want. The other Inquisitors will focus on the Jedi or whatever, but they share that common hatred for this same person, so I feel like, yeah, maybe Vader and Reva talked about that, and she knows about their backstory and everything. Maybe not in complete detail, but that's what I felt, and that's what I, you know, got from all that, but I don't know, it's a new character, but that's why I'm excited to see, like, because she definitely plays a main role in this series in one way or another. Like, yeah, she might be this 
maybe you think she's annoying because she's too high strung and just wants to you know get Kenobi so hellbent on Kenobi but why and that's what I'm excited to find out I'm excited to see that unfold as well um we'll definitely get her backstory and understand where she's coming from Mm -hmm. um but to end that episode with Obi-Wan just almost hyperventilating really oh my god I just uh I wonder if through the force when he said Anakin it was felt through the force and that cutaway to Anakin um opening his eyes and in like a back to tank to him like sensing it and feeling Obi-Wan through the force finally after 10 Oof. years of looking for him all this time yeah. and Obi-Wan pretty much being either like on a lowdown with the force or just like being yeah. cut off from it altogether that they, he couldn't sense him he couldn't like force uh force zoom hey, with fi- him finally got yeah the force <laughs> no force zoom the way that Kylo and uh cool. Rey did oh, man. nothing like that nothing, nothing like that which could happen you know we you could very we could very easily see that whether they before they come into contact if they ever do i mean i'm sure that's what they'll give us um a battle with them the way that we saw ahsoka and vader battle i was gonna say sorry to cut you off i was gonna say the way that obi-wan i guess and anakin felt each other reminded me of when ahsoka felt anakin that's exactly yeah that is exactly what reminded me of that just like He's just like, oh, he sees him and stuff. That is exactly what reminded me of that. And Ooh, oh, chills. I get chills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> chills. Like, and even seeing Vader in the back of tank, like the close of his eyes open up and he's all burnt up. But, you know, Hayden Christensen said this is Vader in his prime. He's powerful. He's starting to get his suit more. He's more comfortable with what he's been through. So he's strong. And you saw it. You saw it at the end of uh, Rogue One, how strong he was. So I'm guessing he's going to be even more powerful than this. But yeah, that is that is exactly what I thought of when that came. Ahsoka's revelation when she is in the Ghost, mm-hmm. and and Vader is in his ship and through the Force, like right there, oh. like feels and realizes he's alive. Okay, chills right now. And she like passes out from the from yeah. the from the sense and from the revelation and from mm-hmm. like his presence. That's just like the shock she went into, and Obi Wan is in that same shock at the end of this episode. Oh my god, so much is gonna happen. I just know it. <sighs> but also, um, Rebus stabs the Grand Inquisitor. And we're just like, what? What? Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't think he's dead. No. <laughs> I do not think he's dead. I think a lot of people know he's not dead, but still, like, what a shock. And that's even gonna, that's gonna separate them even more. Like, so that was. I think smart in a way because it distances herself from the other Inquisitors. They were already pretty distant, but for her to do that with the Grand Inquisitor, I think that was pretty smart. And for what she's going to have to do now is going to be very interesting to see. I think those out there who are big Rebels fans, the way we are as well, definitely saw it seen. And it was a shocker to anyone, but Mm -hmm. to those who have seen Rebels, we think... If this is the Grand Inquisitor, then yeah. this is not the last. He can't be there. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. He's alive in Rebels and everything, and I doubt that they would get like the same species to be another Grand Inquisitor. And it's just it just matches up too perfectly that it's a different one. Like no way, it's got to be the same one. So yeah, I don't think I don't think he's dead. And also, I read somewhere that that species has two stomachs, so maybe he's just got one that's not working anymore and he'll live he'll probably be in the back to tank we'll see him recovering yeah i'm sure 
you know, everyone comes back in Star Wars anyway. Like, people have been through way worse in Star Wars. And I wonder if these Inquisitor, Inquisitors are now going to be after Reba. Yeah, that's very while true. While Reba is still after Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan is maybe not after Vader, but Vader's definitely after him. So a lot of, a lot of chasing going on, a lot of revelation, and um, I'm really excited to see how the story unfolds. Before we end, I'm, I'm just very curious to see what Obi-Wan's mindset is going to be now that he knows that Vader is alive and looking for him, like, because he's just been on Tatooine, just doing his thing. But He's going to go back to Tatooine. <laughs> just to hide some more, you know? Well, everyone goes back to Tatooine, you know? If, you know, Anakin was looking for Obi-Wan over the, yeah, go to the place. past 10 years, I, I don't know, I would think to look at Tatooine first. Yeah, right? But also, he doesn't like sand. It's coarse. It's rough. It gets everywhere, so why would he go back to Tatooine? But yeah, I'm just curious to see his mindset and, okay, like, what do I do now? What do I... What do I have to do? Do I got to protect Luke? Does he know about Luke? Does he know about Leia? Like, where do I go from here? And you know what? We're going to find out. Maybe he finds some friends along the way. You know, we could very mm -hmm. well see younger Ahsoka before, before we ever see her older oh, in Rebels. Yeah. yeah. We could see live action young Ahsoka. Yep. Well, apparently, Ewan McGregor says there's a lot of surprises, so... We'll find out, but I'm I'm just so excited. I've been I have been blown away by only two episodes. It's only been two episodes, so I'm excited. I'm really excited for the rest. What a way to start off the series. Um, it gave me everything I wanted, and yet was completely different than what what I was expecting because I was not expecting the entire Leia story, and yet here we are with. A full little Leia story, so I think it's going to be really amazing. But while there's so much to talk about and so much to be excited about in just two episodes, it's hard to ignore the hate that these first two episodes have already mm -hmm. um, taken up, and the cast as well. And if you follow any kind of social media with Star Wars, which I'm sure you all do, you can already see that Star Wars is going really hard on backing up Moses. Good on them, honestly. Like, it's just been the bad part of Star Wars history is the toxic fandom and the racism and everything that has happened, not just through this, but previous films and other actors and actresses that don't deserve it. If you don't like the character, if you don't like how the character was written, that's one thing. You don't you don't take it out on the actor or the actress. You don't, you don't say these things about their skin color or whatever it may be. That's just, it's not right. And there's, there's no place for hate in Star Wars. If you, don't, if you don't like the character, if you don't like any of that, have a discussion about that. But don't, don't do that. There, that is not the way to go about it. You know, the actors in the prequels and even in the sequel trilogy did not have the support they needed, mm -hmm. even from Star Wars, and it's sad to say, yeah. but they did not have the support that they really needed when they were getting all this hate and all this backlash, and many actors um, just didn't act again, and they've all been kind of driven away from the fandom, yeah. and we're lucky to still have a lot of them around. I'm happy to, to have seen Billy Lord and Kelly Marie Tran active at Celebration and yeah. all those fans who came out to support them, 
and I'm very happy that Star Wars is now speaking up and saying something and yeah. like backing their people up because they're amazing actors and actresses and they deserve all the love and even if there is criticism towards their character like you said in the writing that's another thing but in any case even outside of Star Wars like there's no call for the kind of bullying and that kind of thing so it just doesn't make the fandom a fun place to be when that exists and we're all here to celebrate Star Wars and to Mm. enjoy it all together or for yourselves and it's just does not make it fun when people are out doing this it doesn't help anything it doesn't change anything and even the people that got bullied from the prequel movies, it shouldn't take a decade for... Longer. <laughs> yeah, longer for people to realize, like, oh, it's it's not that bad, and we love them, we're glad, we're glad Hayden's back, you know what I mean? Like, where was that energy, like, when they were coming out? Like, that, like, I'm glad, like, they are finally, and we'll see it with, eventually, with the sequels, the, that cast, hopefully, you know, we'll see love for them, but in time <laughs> it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way where no. they feel like they can't they have to delete social media or not show up to these things because they're being bullied that shouldn't be a thing so i'm glad star wars is sticking up for her and this quickly too and the community as well i've seen nothing but an outpouring of love and yeah. support and everybody who's a actual star wars fan mm-hmm. uh backing up all these actors and finally saying how terribly they're all treated and saying hey we need to do better because we sure as hell didn't exactly star wars is a great universe there is that toxic side to it but all the love and the the great fans that come out of it is even more beautiful so we're lucky to be a part of this fandom and to be given all this content so we're going to continue to enjoy it and be positive and we can we can discuss it in an open matter that does not hurt anybody who was involved with it and anybody who's a fan of it anyways like if you were a fan of it and someone else wasn't all right. Yeah. Respect people's <laughs> opinions. Like, just because someone likes something, let them like it. Like, oh. But that's that's the end of that. I go on forever about that. But I'm just glad that we are getting all this content. And I'm really happy with what's coming out. So I'm excited for what's going to be released. We are finally here. We've been waiting forever for this Kenobi series. I remember when it was just talk. It was just fans talking about wanting a series like this. I didn't even know if it was possible because I didn't know if there was that much of a story to go off of. And yet here we are in the middle of a Kenobi series, which is pretty wild. So I, so far, um, am loving it and it is surpassing my expectations. So like you said, I'm just excited to see the rest of the series. Right. And, um, and that's it. So join us next time as we'll be going over the rest of the Kenobi series and more. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.